0: FAMILY BUSINESS AT STAKE. DONALD TRUMP IS AGAIN IN FRONT OF A JUDGE FOR THE FIRST DAY OF HIS CIVIL FRAUD TRIAL IN NEW YORK. INSIDE COURT, THERE YOU CAN SEE TRUMP WITH HIS ATTORNEY sitting QUIETLY BEFORE THE PROCEEDINGS BEGAN. BUT OUTSIDE COURT, HE HAS BEEN PUTTING ON A POLITICAL SPECTACLE, ATTACKING THE JUDGE AND PROSECUTOR IN REMARKS THIS MORNING AND DURING THE LUNCH RECESS IN THE LAST HOUR. BOTH TIMES LEANING ON HIS GO-TO CLAIMS ABOUT THE CASE, JUST A FEW YARDS AWAY FROM WHERE HE'S BEING TRIED.
1: This is a continuation of the single greatest witch hunt of all time. We have a rogue judge who rules that properties are worth a tiny fraction, one one hundred, A tiny fraction of what they actually are. We have a racist attorney general who is a horror show who ran on the basis that she was going to get Trump before she even knew anything about me
0: and in just a few minutes trial is set to resume let's get you now to the courthouse with cnn's kara skinnell Kara, what have you heard about what's to come what should we expect this afternoon
2: well jessica the opening statements wrapped this morning and they'll move into the witness testimony but in opening statements the state attorney general's office made their case that year after year loan after loan former president, inflated the value of his assets on these financial statements in order to get better terms for insurance and for um, for bank loans. So what we, what they previewed in their case is they said that they will call some witnesses who will testify to this, including Michael Cohen. He's Trump's former fixer. He's the reason why the AG's office started this investigation after his testimony on Capitol Hill, where he said that Trump did inflate the value of the assets when it would benefit him. They also said another Trump organization executive will be testifying that the chief financial officer of the company had told him that donald Trump liked it when his net worth went up and that is the basis of this theory of the case that he had inflated the value of his assets to increase his net worth so he could get these loans now trump's attorneys pushing back saying that this is not fraud this is real estate that everyone comes up with their own valuations and it doesn't mean one person has committed fraud they said that there's no conspiracy among the the children donald trump is also accused here of conspiring with his sons, Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump, and they're saying that the only evidence in this case is based on the serial, serial liar, Michael Cohen. Um, now, politics did enter the courtroom here because one of Trump's attorneys, Alina Haba, began her opening statement saying that the Attorney General's office could have brought this case several years ago, even before they did an investigation. A nod to some of the statements that James has been making, including ones that they pointed to this morning outside of court, take a listen. My message
0: is simple, no matter how powerful you are, no matter how much money you think you may have, no one is above the law, and it is my responsibility and my duty and my job to enforce it. The law is both powerful and fragile, and today in court, we will prove our case.
2: SO HABBA IS SAYING THAT THAT IS THE REASON WHY SHE WAS INTRODUCING POLITICS INTO THE CASE BECAUSE JAMES IS MAKING COMMENTS. OF COURSE, YOU SAID TRUMP HAS BEEN MAKING MANY COMMENTS AT ANY BREAK IN THIS TRIAL. NOW, THE JUDGE SAID THAT HE HAD ALREADY RULED THAT Letitia James's motivation here was not on trial, but it is the factors in this case of whether Trump did defraud lenders and others by making an inflated value to some of his assets. And been fixated on the value of Mar-a-Lago, that's Trump's compound, uh, with the judge finding in a ruling that it was about $18 million, they're saying it could be worth as much as $1.5 billion. A lot of testimony will be kind of the nitty-gritty of finances and how they came up with the valuations for these properties and whether any of the bankers felt that they were misled. Um, Now, there was only one moment in this court hearing where Donald Trump, he walked past Letitia James, who was sitting in the front row four times. Only in the last time did he walk past her, and he glanced over at her. Now His son, Eric Trump, is the only other Trump in attendance. When he was leaving right before the lunch break, he went over and shook the attorney general's hands. They exchanged some words, uh, and then he left the courtroom. So it's going to begin uh, just moments from now, and we're going to get back inside and bring you the latest from there. Jess. A lot of dynamics
0: at play. Kara, we'll go back in, we'll check back in with you later. Thanks so much for that reporting. Let's go now to CNN's Kristen Holmes, who's just outside of Trump Tower, also there in Manhattan. And Kristen, we know that Trump did not have to appear. This is a civil case, he didn't have to be here. Uh, Is this a strategy to kind of bolster his legal case? Is this part of the optics of
3: all of this? Well, Jessica, when I was talking to these advisors about why he was going to show up today, they originally said that he wanted to have a show of force, that it was important for him to look the judge in the eye. But what we've seen here today is that this is also part of a campaign strategy. Now, for several months, we have been asking these campaign advisors, how are you going to navigate 2024 presidential campaign?" looming trials, and today we saw at least part of that. They are essentially turning these trials, they turned it today, into a campaign event. When Trump was leaving Trump Tower, uh, they blasted out a statement on Letitia James, one that you would likely see against a political opponent. You have seen Trump there at that event, going back to the cameras, back to the microphones, time and time again, giving more updated remarks, very similar to what he's saying in the first place, but still going back to that attention. We know that's something that former President Trump likes. He likes the visuals, he likes the optics, and this is clearly a way for him to take control of the narrative. So when you're talking about campaigning in the middle of the trials, well, how can you make this essentially an, a plan to take all the oxygen out of the race? And that's that seems to be what they are doing. Now, Trump himself, really said as much, making this political when he was asked why he was here today. Why do you
2: want to be here?
1: Because I want to watch this witch hunt myself. I've been going through a witch hunt for years, but this is really now getting dirty between Jack Smith and between all of these D.O.J. people, helping them along. This is a pure witch hunt.
3: And remember, witch hunt, election interference, this is what Trump has been saying for the last several months, if not longer, as to why exactly he is facing all of these legal problems, all of these trials. He says that it's all because Democrats are out to get him, that they don't want him to run against Joe Biden. Of course, he is still in the middle of a campaign for 2024. But I do want to note one thing here, and I was watching him go back and forth to the microphones, and it reminded me of 2016 uh, when he was in Scotland at his golf Uh, His golf course there and he was with reporters and he just kept going to the microphone. It was essentially like a rolling press conference and that's really what he's doing here. You remember this is Trump in his element when the cameras are around. He is a showman at the end of the day and he's clearly using this to bolster him on the political side here, Jessica.
0: Yeah, there's no question about it. With him there, there is so much more attention and he does return to his playbook again and again. Kristen Holmes for us in Manhattan. Thanks so much. Boris?
4: Let's discuss all aspects of this trial with our star-studded panel. CNN political director David Challing is with us, as is CNN political correspondent Sarah Murray and former federal prosecutor Elliot Williams. Elliot, I want to start with you and something that Alina Haba said in her opening statement with New York Attorney General Letitia James in the room. She went after the AG, saying that in her campaign, she said she was going to get Trump. She described him as an illegitimate president. The judge, though, essentially tossing that aside. Why?
1: For the most part, the candidates, uh, the, the, the attorneys can say what they want in court, here because there's no jury in the room. Often, rules in court are made for the protection of not tainting evidence in front of the jury. If she makes bad arguments uh, to this judge, the only audience that she's going to lose is that judge sitting right there because he's the one who's ultimately making the ruling and the decision here. So I think he's a big boy and can take uh, some of the attacks that that are coming in, but it really would be a different calculus if there was a jury in the room because then arguments like that really might risk tainting Uh, how they would regard the evidence of the trial. And
4: and Trump also criticizing the judge, saying that he's a a rogue judge. Very unique strategy to get into court late because you were outside criticizing the person that's going to (laughs)
1: decide... Right. Uh, so, you know, like the movie Dodgeball, bold move, Cotton. We'll see uh, how it works out for them. But now it literally they have one an audience of one here. And it is that particular judge. Now, it seems to me just, at, you know, as an attorney watching it, I think they know they're going to lose. And I think they're playing uh, to David's uh, world where they're playing the cameras here and to the voters, not to the court. I think they've accepted that this is a lost cause. To
4: Elliot's point, Trump team, Trump's team has essentially said that this is partly a campaign event for them.
5: Not partly. I mean, in in large part, it is, first of all, he didn't have to show up today, obviously. So choosing to show up immediately, I think, moves this more into the campaign territory uh, than the legal territory for him uh, in terms of the theatrics today. But I think it's important to note here what the Trump team has learned here over time. So you had four federal indictments, 91 criminal charges, and they were working all summer long to make Lemonade out of lemons. Nobody would want to be indicted on criminal charges, certainly not a former president who's seeking the presidency again. And yet, they found if they can lean into this, portray him as the victim, it helps rally their base. And it totally dominated the headlines and therefore starved his opponents of oxygen. And so, when it came to a day like this, where it's not required, unlike the federal uh, indictments, they said, hey, You know, we should run that same kind of playbook. We want to continue to starve our Republican primary opponents of any oxygen. We want to dominate the information flow. And we know showing up to court is an opportunity to do that and continue to portray the candidate as the victim here.